Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Pastor Robert teaches through God's Word. of the Gentiles winds down, as history kind of winds down slowly, he said things are not going to be getting better and better. No. What marked the days of Noah is that there was only one man on the face of the earth who actually had a heart for God. And all of the rest of the human population was in rebellion. The world was given over. There comes a point where if man's rebellion and hardness of heart are too hard, God gives them over to their sinful desires. As you listen to today's message from Pastor Robert, he shares with you the brutal reality that there are some people who God will turn over to their sin. And this is because he knows the state of their heart. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address podcast subscription information and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert in the book of Romans chapter 11 as he continues his message, God's plan for Israel. What kind of question is that? Well, it's a legitimate question when you realize terms are being redefined and now we're not, we're, we're just like, things that have been acceptable, you know, kind of accepted practice and things that have been norms for thousands of years are being turned on their heads and redefined. But remember, remember the context. God loves that pediatrician, everybody like her, so much that he sent Jesus to be tortured to death. And She's being victimized by the same spirit that was victimizing the Apostle Paul when he was convinced that he had to hunt down Christians and and kill them. What happened with Paul? Well, supernatural, divine intervention. God stepped in and said, what are you doing? Change Paul's life. So we need to pray for these people, not hate them, not view them as enemies. But we need to recognize, we need to recognize that their consequences for this kind of stuff. Listen to this, another news article this week. Between January and May, January 1st and May 13 of this year, 135 teachers and teaching assistants have been arrested in the United States for sex crimes involving children. That is a natural consequence of the confusion regarding sexuality, gender, all, 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 these, all these things. The, the, the redefining of terms, the redefining of norms, or as... The Bible words it, calling good evil and evil good. Taking the attitude that, you know, who cares what the scriptures say? Because, I mean, love is love. But love is being redefined. What we're actually saying now, what we're we're actually expressing is, well, 
that now in, in, in our society, emotion is more important than truth. Emotion is now more important than reason. If I feel, that makes it my truth. And you have to respect that. You have to adjust to it. Well, what about what, about what the Bible calls love, which is when you see someone getting a little twisted in their thinking, you sit down with them and you say, hey, can we talk about this? Can we just talk, can we just talk this through? Can I pray for you? You know, I've said it before. I'm so grateful that nobody was there convincing my wife that even God could not change her heart, her life, because we, we wouldn't be married today. We would never have gotten together she would still view herself as forever a part of that LGBT community. She wouldn't have grandkids. At least we wouldn't have grandkids, that's for sure. Listen, even Bill Maher is beginning to wake up to the danger of all this stuff, this new trend. Citing a recent Gallup poll, Bill Maher noted Less than 1% of Americans born before 1946 identified as LGBT. Now, according to the poll, 2.6% of baby boomers consider themselves LGBT, 4.2% of Gen Xers do, 10.5% of millennials do, and 20.8% of Gen Zers view themselves as LGBT. What's going on here? Well, listen to Bill Maher again. He continues. He says, if you attend a small dinner party of typically very liberal, upper-income Angelinos, people who live in the Los Angeles area, it's not uncommon to hear parents who each have a trans kid having a conversation about that. What are the odds of that happening in Youngstown, Ohio? If this spike in trans children is all natural, why is it regional? Either Ohio is shaming them or California is creating them. If we can't admit that in certain enclaves there was some level of trendiness to the idea of being anything other than straight, then this is not a serious science-based discussion. It's a blow being struck in the culture wars using children as cannon fodder. Bill Maher is not a conservative, do you understand? I mean, the, the guy is totally not a conservative. But, but even he is, he's saying, wait a minute, what's going on here? It's like we've gone from, from 1% to 20%. I mean, something radical is happening in the United States of America. And he says, if something that radical is actually, actually happening to humanity, we still need to be able to talk about it. Well, I would agree with that. As he pointed out, he said, at this rate, by 2054, I think he said, we'll all be gay. And he's... He's pointing out the absurdity of this whole thing. It's like there's, there's something going on here that's just not making sense. And we, we need to be able to talk about it w without people calling it bigotry or hatred or homophobia or whatever. We need to be able to analyze this and say, what, what's really going on here? Now, listen to me, because I don't want you to hear something that I don't intend to be communicating. You know, like my wife says, don't hear what I'm not saying. Here's what I'm not saying. I'm not saying that we as a church or the church at large is called to try to stop this. Because you know what? Jesus said it's inevitable. Jesus said, as in the days of Noah, so will it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. In other words, as, as the time of the Gentiles winds down, as history 
kind of winds down slowly. He said, things are not going to be getting better and better. No, what marked the days of Noah is that there was only one man on the face of the earth who actually had a heart for God. And all of the rest of the human population was in rebellion. The world was given over to perversion and wickedness completely in the days of Noah. There was only Noah. And God said, okay, listen, let's start over. You build a boat, put your family in it, and I'm going to wash everything else away. And we'll start over. And in 2 Peter, we're told he's going to do it again, but this time with fire. But it's the same scenario. When the world reaches a point where it's like, okay, basically the harvest is complete. There aren't any more rescuable humans So we're done for this season. And that's the way I I see it, like a harvest process. You know, God predicted roughly 5,000 years ago at the Tower of Babel what's happening today. And I'm going to paraphrase. I've been reading it. Genesis chapter 11. It's a great read, by the way. But but what it tells us is that, that the people of the earth gathered together and said, hey, let's build ourselves a city. Let's make a name for ourselves. We'll build a tower that, you know, reaches up into the heavens. And the Bible says God came down and took a look. And he said, these people, they have the same language. They're in agreement. There's this collaboration taking place, and this is what they're doing. And it's like they're going to be able to do anything they set their minds to. Because, and, and the point of that was that evil would become, it would be unrestrained as a result of the human collaboration. All these fallen, messed up, imperfect Wicked human beings are in agreement about what they want to do. It's like, they'll, they'll, this is going to get ugly real fast. And so he confused their languages and he scattered them all over the planet. But look at what's going on today with technology, with the internet, with smartphones. We, you know, we, we do missions in the Peruvian jungle. We find people in the Peruvian jungle. A lot of people have smartphones, satellite phones. I'm amazed at how often I'm able to interact with, you know, the the missionaries that that we support and work with deep in the Peruvian jungle, and and I'm, and they're on the internet. It's like, wait, what? you tuned in to Main Thing Radio today. We'd like to encourage you to continue reading God's Word daily, looking for how the Bible applies to your everyday life. If you love today's teaching and would like to listen to more like this one from the Book of Romans, you'll find them at MainThingRadio.com. While you're there, you can also learn more about this ministry and connect with us on social media. We encourage you to subscribe to our podcast. Here's David to tell you more. Life these days moves fast. From one appointment to the next, most of us race through our days at blinding speed. But there's always a moment to pause. Those in-between times are great opportunities to connect with God. Subscribe to the Main Thing Radio podcast to enjoy messages like you heard today, anytime, anywhere. Simply go to MainThingRadio.com and click on the podcast button. Thanks, David. Would you be interested in joining us this weekend for worship and Bible study? If so, come visit us at Calvary, Miami Beach. Or you can join us online through our live stream. Find out all you need to know by clicking on Calvary, Miami Beach under the About tab. 
at MainThingRadio.com. Our time with you today is about up, but we're so grateful that you're part of our listening audience. Please join us again as we take another look at the Book of Romans right here on Main Thing Radio.